Hello and welcome back to the Bi-Week Podcast. This is episode 17. I'm sorry I was absent last week. I was a little under the weather, but you still got a good episode from Colin Quinn. To How are you our, feeling now, Blake? I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm back in business and I'm ready to talk some football. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Oh yeah. So you, you got a good episode last week from the Masterminds, Colin Quinn. And now we're back, all three of us together, for one of the final weeks of the NFL season, which is crazy to think about how fast it went. So today, we're going to talk about thoughts on the AFC Championship game. Also, our thoughts on the NFC Championship game. What went wrong? What went right? And then we're going to talk about Super Bowl predictions. Who we have? What do you think the Eagles need to happen for them to get the win? What do you think the Chiefs need to happen for them to get the win? And then we got some questions at the end, just some kind of open-ended questions like, how high is Burrow on QB rankings? Where should he be? Should he be top five, top three, top two? Also, just talking about Mahomes. Like, where does he rank all time already? Are we talking, like, in terms of accolades or talent? We'll talk about both when we get there. Okay. okay. First, let's start with the recap. The AFC Championship game. A rivalry that's really been building. You know, Burrow had all the, all the talk over this game. What's your guys' first thoughts? I guess we'll start with that. Just open-ending thoughts. As I was watching this game, I couldn't help but like shake the feeling that it didn't seem like I just thought the refereeing was lacking in the game. And it was really disappointing because there was that one time that they finally stopped them on third down and then a ref comes in like five seconds after the play's over. Oh, I, I, I blew it dead. I mean, thank God the Bengals end up getting a stop after yeah, that. Yeah. But even still, like just, you know, pass interference calls here and there like a holding call that was like egregious by the Chiefs on their final drive. Oh, yeah. They just decided to not call. Like, I don't know. And it was really starting to annoy me because I'm like, you know, these are two very even teams, but the refs are really leaning towards one side. It wasn't like they were like, it was just bad officiating all around. Like the Bengals were getting some, Chiefs were getting some. Like it was very slanted towards the Chiefs. Yeah, I think the, the Chiefs and the Bengals, the game, the Bengals for sure got the short end of the stick. Going into the game, I think that, around the league, around the, you know, the NFL, the Bengals were looked at as the better team. A lot of people thought the Bengals were going to win. They've been known to win this matchup in the past. But all of a sudden, I feel like the Chiefs and the referees and what they called for the Chiefs made the game so much more even and almost unfair towards the Bengals. Like, thank goodness they got a stop on that random third down play where they literally got a free play. But yeah, it was just so many weird calls, like that pass interference like you brought up. It just seemed like yeah, there was an obvious like favoring towards the Chiefs, which was really unfair for such a big game. Yeah, I super agree. I mean, the Bengals were penalized for over 70 yards, and a lot of them I felt were super undeserved. And like you guys were saying, that play where the ref said he blew it dead or whatever, like they got a stop, but it looked like they got a stop. They got a sack, but then there was a holding call downfield, which kept the drive going, which ended up causing them to, to score, I think. No, they... They got like a three-yard completion and on they went third and six, and then they. Or, yeah, but it, it took time off the clock, which was yeah. super super unfortunate. That, it was just and and lost yeah. field good field position. Yeah, yeah, it, it was just like soft all around, especially on the Bengals side. I mean, even oh, like for that, sure. even that uh, intentional grounding, like I get it, but that so RJP Ryan was five yards away yeah, from it. That, that was a not, terrible that call. Did not need to be called. Terrible call. And nope. some intentional groundings are arguably the most impactful penalties. Like you lose a whole play. And you go back, I mean, it's it's up there with pass interference down the field. So, I mean, intentional grounding is huge. I and mean, that, that's like one of the aspects of the whole game. Yeah, yeah. It, it There were like three or four calls down the stretch in the fourth quarter that really defined the game and, and kept the Chiefs ahead of the Bengals and gave them that edge. But I think we have to give a lot of credit to Joe Burrow 
for single-handedly keeping the Bengals in that game. I think it was super obvious. Like, um, obviously, Joe Mixon wasn't having like his best game. Uh, they were really relying on Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow, even though he didn't have his best game, he always comes back in the second half and dominates, and at least put gives his team a really good chance in order to win. So I think a lot of credit to Joe Burrow has to be given for the opportunity he gave the Bengals to win that game. Yeah, and so now kind of getting away from the officiating, like as we were talking about there, another thing that I wanted to point out, kind of going along with that Joe Burrow thing though, is uh, the Chiefs defense was not as impressive as I would have liked to see. Like, you know, they they have, you know, a stud rookie in Trent McDuffie. Everyone thought this was like a great time for him to prove himself on the national stage. He was getting cooked out there. I mean, he did not have a good game at all. And then, you know, as the game continues, I mean, like they definitely got their stops when they needed to, but still just, I was not impressed. They had a good first half. I'll give them credit for that. But I feel like in the second half, that Bengals offense really started getting momentum. Their corners were just unable to get those 50-50 balls from their receivers. All around, I mean, the Bengals offense was able to dominate that second half. See, I I think on that Trent McDuffie thing, he made a really good play down the stretch where they were going to get a a first down, and then he made a really athletic play to get a tip ball. So, you know, maybe he didn't have his best game, but he really did show up when they needed him most, I think. Yeah, I agree more with Quinn here. I actually, I disagree, Cole. I think the Chiefs defense stepped up more than I thought they would. Mm -hmm. I mean, down the whole season, it's been the Chiefs defense is so easy to just get run on. Just Joe makes them right through the middle. That's how they're going to beat him. Like, just like they did in week 13. Samaj P. Run had an amazing game against them. Samaj is nothing special. They just ran him through the middle. They got him out of the backfield. But Chris Jones had a master class. We can talk about that. Mm-hmm. And this whole uh, Chiefs interior defensive line played great, along with George Karloftis, too, who's a rookie who had a sack. I mean, especially the Chiefs D-line, they really stepped up, I think, way more than they have the rest of the season. So I think this is a better Chiefs defensive game than I'm used to seeing. Yeah, but, like, compared to, like, a team that's in the Super Bowl, though, like, do you think they're going to be able to play like that and get away with it against the Eagles? I mean, that Eagles offense is just on another level I right mean, now. the Bengals are arguably the second-best offense in the league, and they yeah, held the, them to 20 points. But the Bengals have – their their weakness has always been their O-line, and their O-line did not hold up last night. O-line was but, horrible. But the Eagles are, are a very similar team in terms of, like, all right, they've got a phenomenal QB – They've got two insane receivers. Three, if you can count Miles Sanders as a receiving back. You know, and now you're talking about Miles Sanders as a great running back. But now you throw in there that they have arguably, probably, yeah, definitely a top three O line in the league. This oh, Eagle, the best. And this this uh Chiefs team is not gonna be able to do the same thing that they did to the uh Bengals. The Bengals are a great offense with their skill players. Their O line though. They had a great game against the Buffalo, and everyone's like, all right, maybe they're like legit here. And then it just all fell apart. But I don't think that this Chiefs defense is going to be able to compete with the Eagles offense. Yeah. this All these O-line injuries that just started stacking up for the Bengals literally cost them the whole season. It, it, it screwed them in that I mean, game. We've seen Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, with a, Joe Burrow with a clean pocket is one of, if not Even the without a clean passes. pocket, he still kept his his team in, in, in the game yesterday. Yeah, I mean, he got sacked, what, six or seven times? Which just gives that yeah, much... Joe yeah. Burrow's impeccable. He's insane. So the weapons he has, I mean, if he had some more time, it would have been, I think, for sure, a Bengals win. The O-line was very, very, very off, which makes sense. There was a bunch of scrubs playing. They're, all their guys were injured, Alex Kappa, mm-hmm. Lyle Collins and stuff. But uh, that's I do agree with that thing 
that you said about the Eagles, like the the Chiefs uh, defensive line is good, and they can get to the they can get to the quarterback like Chris Jones. He had an amazing season, defensive player of the year candidate. Mm-hmm. But if they don't get to the quarterback quickly, their corners cannot hold up. Like if if Jalen Hurts has time in the pocket, McDuffie and uh, what's the other corner's name? He's like a veteran. Uh, whatever I forgot the, his name. Um, um, the Chiefs. Yeah. All right, let's just oh, Legereus Sneed. Legereus Sneed. Yeah. Oh, okay. And McDuffie, they they can't. They they're not going to be able to guard AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. If if this if Karloftis and Chris Jones aren't getting to Hertz in at least three seconds, which they're probably not going to be because of how good this O line is, this this Chiefs uh, secondary is going to get cooked. Yeah, and like the thing we can't discount is that Jalen Hurts has an additional aspect of his game in his run ability and you know even last night joe burrow who's not a particularly mobile quarterback had some big runs down the stretch he had that 13 yard run to get them the first down on that final drive i mean if you go out there and do that against jalen hurts he's not going to go 13 yards he's going to go halfway down the field or he's going to go get a touchdown like and now you also have to be concerned about your corners not holding up because hurts can extend the play i think that this eagles offense is built to play against a team like this chiefs defense so, you know, back to what I was saying, you guys did bring up some good points that this Chiefs defense looked better than I was giving them credit for. But now going up against that Eagles offense, I think it's going to be not a good time for them. Yeah, the Eagles are really, really scary because they just showed once again something I mentioned in our in my conversation with Cole last podcast is that the Eagles are very dangerous because of how versatile and dynamic that offense is. When the run game is down, the passing game is up. When the passing game is down... The run game is up, and we saw that against the 49ers who have the best defense, who had the best defense in the NFL this year. Jalen Hurts was a little off. That pass game wasn't rolling, but the run game Miles dominated Sanders that game. game. The run Boston game Scott dominated was that. In the end zone. Yeah, so that was... they, they're they top five in both rushing and passing ca- categories offensively when they want to be, I think. So if both of those can click at the same rate, they're extremely scary, and like it's going to be really, really hard for the Chiefs' defense to hold them. Yeah, the Chiefs' secondary is very subpar. They're going to get cooked out there, and I, they can. And the Chiefs can get run on too. We've seen it. They had a good game against the Bengals, but they're used to getting run on. I could see. I mean, unless Patrick Mahomes has a masterclass, which honestly happens all the time, so yeah. can't <laughs> count them out. If like I think he the, will. the Eagles are. Very much a better built team than the Chiefs right now. I think the Chiefs are not the second best team in the league. So, no, but I, I was just talking this over with a couple friends the other day. Like, I feel like this is not like the most exciting Super Bowl matchup because it's literally the two number one seeds. Like, you know, last year. Well, I think that's kind of what makes it exciting, right? No, no, no. But in, in the sense that, like, last year, remember the Bengals having been like a crappy team for so long. They make that Cinderella run to the Super Bowl. Everyone's loving it. You know, in years past, like, there's the team that, like, you're just like, how did they make it here? And then this year, it's just been, like, you know, straight line, just the two one seeds get there. You know, the playoffs as a whole, like, while they were good games individually, like, there hasn't been too many, like, huge upsets that everyone's like, wow, that just happened. Like, Well, that's my thing. That's my thing is that it wasn't a straight line because – like I've mentioned before, there were like six teams that could have legitimately won the Super Bowl this year, which is why I think it made those playoff matchups each like like there may not have been a um, like a Cinderella six or seven seed team because every other team was so good. And that's what made the divisional round 
um, the AFC championship, the the championship games, also interesting to me. Yeah, but still, in the end, like you know, everyone loves a Cinderella story, but like you know, it, like neither of these teams are like, like I I'm probably gonna be rooting for the Eagles just because at least they aren't as dominant as the Chiefs have been. But even still, like this is just like these are the two. I you know I know whoever just said they're not a top two team in the league. I feel like the Chiefs are a top two team in the league. I can't think of anyone better than them other than the Eagles. Really. Well, Mahomes is just too good. Oh yeah, I, mean, I think I thought the Bengals were a better team. I mean, obviously the Chiefs beat them, so the Chiefs deserve yeah. to be there. But I would think of the Bengals as a better all around team if we were to say this like three days ago before this game would start. Yeah, but also Mahomes has been on like one leg, and yet he still was able to lead them to that win. So. Mahomes is just Mahomes. Like it doesn't matter. He has a high ankle sprain. Most people would miss like six weeks with. Yeah, remember Mac Jones it. was like crying on the sidelines with it, and Mahomes literally just got mad at the trainer for even trying to take him off the field. Like that's the difference between Mahomes and you know just a top twenty. QB. And and, th- and that's the exact reason why I'm like hesitating to say, oh, Eagles all in, because it seems like it should be Eagles all in. They're just so dominant in every field, every aspect of offense, every aspect of defense. But then you have Mahomes on their side, which is. One of the greatest quarterbacks I've ever seen. The greatest quarterback I've ever seen in my lifetime. And he can literally do everything. It doesn't matter. He doesn't have nearly the... His weapons are... What would you guys say his weapons are? Top eight in the league? Not even. Oh, no. no. I mean, all right. Travis, Travis Kelsey, Kelsey carries that receiving yeah. core. But otherwise, you've got Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Juju. And Juju, which is... It's, I'm not counting it out. It's solid. Kadarius Tony has been playing well, though. He's injured, too. Yeah. I mean, you guys see that game like... The Chiefs had all their receivers injured. They had three active receivers. They were all irrelevant. It was like Justin Watson, uh, Christian Watson, yeah, not Christian Watson, <laughs> uh, Sky Moore, or, or Sky Moore, yeah, yeah Sky Moore, Justin Watson, and MVS. That was it. That's what they yeah. had. And Travis Kelsey. I mean, Juju got hurt. Kadarius got hurt. Miko Harbin came back for two seconds, and then he got hurt again. Mahomes had zero help. Obviously, he has Kelsey, which is always amazing. But Mahomes had nothing going, and he still makes it. Still makes it happen every week. So counting Mahomes out is impossible to do. Yeah, it's crazy. He like. He's so good that he just he just makes everyone else around him good, you know. He he places every ball perfectly. He doesn't. He makes excellent decisions. Like he doesn't. He doesn't need the Tyree Kill or he doesn't need the Devonte Adams to be good because he he's the best quarterback in the league, right? And we're we may be talking about the most talented quarterback of all time, and he he hasn't even been in the league for more than five years. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. And I think Mahomes is going to be probably dominating the league for you know years to come. Or we're gonna he's going to be like the next Tom Brady, where we're just like, all right, like time for this guy to go away. But he probably I don't think won't. we want him to go away though. He's flashier and more fun to watch than Tom was. Oh, well, ah, for sure, Tom's Tom. But yeah, all right. So can we start looking at the NFC game? I'd love to. All right, just before we get into it, like one thing I wanted to like talk about was the 49ers QB situation going into next year and even yeah. during the game. Like they they was a nightmare scenario. NFC Championship, you're already on your third string QB. He goes down. Fourth string QB comes in. He goes down. Third third string QB comes back in, but literally doesn't have his He's throwing. He's incapable arm. of throwing the ball. It was a crazy. You thing see, to he, watch. he had to hand the ball off with his left arm. He literally couldn't even hold the ball. Like yeah. that's how bad it was. Yeah, that that was bizarre. I mean, the recent news came out that he tore his UCL, which is a six month deal. And he had to play like a whole half of that football game, which is ridiculous. But if I'm Trey Lance, though, I'm looking at that, and you know, while you never pray your teammates get injured, like, but I think he, he now has the starting job for next year because Purdy's not going to be able to practice all off season. They said, 
this is now Trey Lance's. Trey Lance is going to get the start week one now. We know that almost for certain. This is his kind of last chance to prove himself. Like a lot of people were talking about maybe getting traded. That's off the table for sure because they know they need a quarterback. Because Garoppolo's year. gone. We can say that. Garoppolo's gone. Yeah. And Purdy will be back for week one, but he will... He won't be ready to play. He won't be ready to play. So, Trey Lance, he's going to have one last shot. No trade coming up. We can all pretty solidly rule that out now, even though that was fun to talk about for a little bit. So now it's really just like, all right, like right, let's see what you got here. Yeah, I, Lance will have two or three weeks of you know giving his all, and if it's, if it's not there, I guarantee Shanahan will have no problem putting Purdy yeah. in. Teammates love him. Everyone loves him. So, yeah. Yeah, and I, <laughs> ah, okay, sorry, people, the, the lights just went on here. Um, yeah, and after the way Purdy played this season, and even the fact that he was willing to go back in there and not just let McCaffrey stay in for the rest of the game, like, that showed that showed heart, and he played so impeccable this season. Like, Shanahan, I feel like, you know, he's he's got a good situation here, and now it, it made his offseason easier in terms of, like, you don't have to hold a QB competition. You know who your guy's going to be going into next season. But, like, come week five or six, Purdy's fully healthy. The team, if they're not doing well under uh, Lance, like, I mean, Purdy proved he wins. He, he never lost a full game that he started. His first mm-hmm. loss was the NFC Championship. That's crazy. And, and he didn't even play that. Yeah. He played. He threw four balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> threw you, like you three or four you, passes. You can't count that on him. Like, he just didn't play. Oh, yeah. And I John, think Josh Johnson. Yeah. Is, oh. yeah, Lance will have his couple weeks to try it out. But if Lance is not there, and it's easy to look good in, in San Francisco. It's easy yeah. to look good. If Lance doesn't look good, it'll be obvious. But I will give credit, though. Like, a lot of people have been saying, oh, it's so easy to succeed in that San Francisco offense. You could put, like, a dog in there, and it could play quarterback. But then you put Josh Johnson in there, a 13-year veteran, and he was terrible. So, I mean, clearly you got to have some skill to play that offense. And I, we've been discounting Purdy by just saying it's a system thing. Now I think we can say pretty solidly you can't just put anyone in there, and Purdy really does have the skill because I guarantee you that is a significantly closer game if Brock Purdy is playing. That. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing I wanted to bring up. I mean, I just it felt so unfair to the 49ers who have had such an amazing season and have such an amazing team. For them to just kind of be hopeless, they were doomed. I mean, there was really no chance. They have to be able to throw the ball, and there was no one on the roster that could. What do you guys would have? What do you think would have happened if both teams were were healthy? I was, I was healthy. just, I was just going to bring Brock that up. Plays the full game. What do you think? I, th- I was just going to bring that up, and based off of what I saw for the rest of the game, the Eagles still would have won. I don't see Brock Purdy putting up more than thirty-one points against that Eagles defense, and the Niners defense really got what that offense down they really didn't give him a chance at all didn't give josh johnson a chance um letting up 31 points is well yeah, you're not but, gonna win but you're also right? on the field the whole game because the offense just kept going three and out or they'd get a first down and then go out and like you know that defense was on the field so much like at some point you have to say like all right like this is like i know the score on the, the score that's shown is a defensive stat but you also have to look at time of possession in the Eagles dominated time of possession. Well, yeah, that that's a factor, but when when the Niners needed that defense to really step up, force a couple turnovers, obviously it's easier said than done. They weren't able to get that done. Nick Nick Bosa was irrelevant that game. That's true. That's zero true. QB hits, zero sacks. That doesn't come from being on the field 
Like, and that goes back to the Eagles O line. Yes. Eagles O line yes. is yes. insane. Yes. You get Mylotta, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey—they have so many superstars in the O line. I agree with you guys. That 49ers defense, which was consensus the best in the league all season, looked weak and looked, they got wiped. They, they got wiped. They got destroyed. And yeah, like you guys said, I mean, being on the field so long, that you you saw him just starting to get frustrated and just pissed off, like when Trent Williams—that was on offense—but like the whole team was just starting to get really scrappy and wanting to fight. They were just done, and they kind of knew that their fate was already already picked out for them. But I, I expect a lot more of this 49ers defense, especially when the offense really needed them to clutch, and they did not at all. Yeah, I agree. Okay, how about the Super Bowl? What do you guys got for the Super Bowl? We already talked about it a good amount. So, I mean, what do you guys think the Eagles need to happen to win? The Eagles need to get out to a lead really, really early. I think they need to be. They need to come out extremely dominant. I don't see if if the Chiefs are leading this game going into halftime. I don't see the Eagles being able to come back. I ha- like. I just think it's really going to come down to the QBs, to be honest, because we know Patrick Mahomes has that clutch factor, and we know that Patrick Mahomes is like. He's if it's a close game. You're betting on Patrick Mahomes. but And that's the thing with Jalen Hurts is I haven't seen that clutch factor. I haven't seen him in a close game. I haven't seen seen him pull one out in a close game. So I just don't necessarily know if they get in a tight matchup whether Jalen Hurts can get the job done, which is why I think in order for the Eagles to win, they need to come out hot. So I my thing is a little different. And, I mean, it's always nice to get out to a big lead. Everyone says that, but I don't know that that's essential. I think that the big thing that they need to do is play the pass. I mean, it's fine if you let Pacheco keep running on you like for little gains, but as long as you're keeping Mahomes limited, that cuts off the lifeline of that Chiefs offense. In this that Chiefs offense, I mean, it's nice that you have Pacheco there to, you know, keep going, but like if you just commit to the pass, you say like screw it. It's that fine. starts with Kelsey. They yeah. got a lot Kelsey. Like if, like you you designate. You're like we are playing Pass first. Yeah. That is going to be our defensive game plan through and through. We are going to shut down Mahomes. We don't care if they try to run it on us. Because that Chiefs offense, if you shut down Mahomes, their running backs can only do so much. And this, and I think we've we've talked about it enough now. This Eagles offense is going to put up a lot of points this game. Sure. I have no doubt in my mind they are probably going to score twenty five plus. No doubt about it. I mean, if the Bengals were putting up twenty three on them, this Chiefs this Eagles offense is about to dominate. So I think that as long as you commit to the pass limit and limit Mahomes' ability to just do what Mahomes does, I think that the Eagles would be able to be able to it's win this. It's so much easier said than done, though, it, is yeah, my thing. It is so much easier said than done. And it's funny, these kind of these are kind of the opposites, but I also think it's important to put pressure on Mahomes early. I mean, he's not we've seen him play good, but he's not completely healthy. He's not as mobile as he once was. Right. He was a few weeks ago. He's always been that magician, just kind of squeezes out of the pocket and throws those little tosses. But if you can get some pressure on him early, especially with, you know, this, uh, I just oh, I keep forgetting everyone's names today. But <laughs> if you get some if you get some pressure on him early with your you know your good linebackers and your and your D line, he's not going to be able to escape as much, and he's going to have to make those quicker throws. Where he's not running out of, yeah, Hassan Reddick. There we go. He's going to have to have a big game. Yeah, Hassan Reddick will have to have a big game. I mean, the whole D line will. And if, if they can get to if they can get to Mahomes quickly while still playing good coverage, then it'll be over. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, what do you guys? Just kind of some reflection. What do you guys think about Burrow and as far as his legacy in the league right now? 
I think he's cemented as the second best quarterback in the league overall. A thousand percent. Ooh. I I couldn't I could not agree more. Mahomes and Burrow are the top two. Mahomes, Mahomes is still right a different now. tier. Mahomes is in a tier by himself. No, yeah. Mahomes is in a tier by yeah. himself. But Joe, but Joe Burrow's right there. Yeah, but you know, I don't know that I'd say cemented, but I could definitely say like, who's better? It's, it's a very easy argument to be able to say like Joe Burrow's second best QB in the league. I can I can hear out a lot of other arguments. Josh Allen, but recent playoff performance makes me Just doubt recent that. performances in general. So, I, I do not think Josh Allen's I mean, I still think like there's guys like Herbert out there who, who are just stuck in terrible situations where you know they're just trying to break out of their team. Hertz was an MVP candidate until he got injured this year. Would like to just remind everyone of that. Mm. I still think Lamar... I love Hurts, I, that game, that high, game yeah. against the I Chicago still, Bears still th- took him out of it. I still think Lamar Jackson is a stud at QB. He's not better than Joe, than Joe Burrow is, though. How many MVPs Lamar Burrow Jack- have? Lamar Jackson has fallen out of the top five quarterbacks, maybe. Because he doesn't, doesn't play. Maybe yeah. even the top eight. Well, I, I bet you next opinion. year, if he's on the Jets, he's back in that conversation in snap. Of not, top two, not top two, though. So... No, I bet you he could make a top two push next year. Uh, if he's on, if he's on a team like the Jets next year, he's an MVP candidate for sure. I don't for sure. I don't see him being better than. But Robert. if you guys would let me finish, because you just keep talking, Quinn, Jesus Christ, <laughs> I agree that Burrow is top two. If you would let me finish, thank you. <laughs> so yes, as I was going through the quarterbacks, Burrow is number two. I agree. And I've always been a big fan of Josh Allen. It's just it's hard to like him when. He's he's not a rookie anymore. He's not his second year. He's he's pretty developed and he has an amazing team. He has no excuses. And he's still making these foolish decisions and these immature throws. He's a turnover machine and you can't have him higher than Burrow. I don't know how people rank him higher than Burrow right now when he has as good of a situation as Burrow. Well, I'll, okay, I'll give that like Josh Allen at his best is probably better than Burrow at his best. I'll yeah. give him that. Yeah. yeah. But just so often Josh Allen now is proving that he, he really like don't get me wrong top five QB we're not none of oh, us yeah, are debating sure. that but he, he, he might still be the third best QB but, in my opinion but he's he has like bottom 10 decision making top top three talent bottom 10 decision making he makes some stupid throws and he makes some stupid comments after games and he makes some still silly decisions like he's not like a matured quarterback and it was easy to put a lot of those things on him rookie season. Yeah. But at this point, I'm just like, all right, like when when are we finally gonna get like where where we thought he was gonna be? So, all right, when are we finally gonna see not two interceptions every single game? Yeah. I mean, he has the he has the pieces around him. I mean, this like, team has been ready to win the Super Bowl for three or four years. I mean, now. could you imagine Mahomes on this team? Good God, they would they would shatter the league. They'd go undefeated. But. I mean, yeah, and the fact that Bills fans are so delusional about it. Yeah. Oh, he's he's better than Mahomes. Like, all right, like settle down. Like, I I think I think I th- if like but compared to Mahomes on the Chiefs and Mahomes on the Bills are pretty similar. I mean, Mahomes has a better wide receiver core, maybe, and that's it. What? I think so. I don't think so. What? They have Josh Allen and Gabe Davis, and I know you like to crap on Gabe Davis, but he would be the wide receiver like one that. on the Chiefs for sure. I mean, he's better than Juju. Yeah, he's better than MVS. Yeah, but honestly, no, but no, but Kelsey is better no, but, than Diggs. Yeah, but I mean, Kel- but it's just Kelsey, and he has, and he has a crappy O line. Actually, ch- now I think about it, I might take, I might take the Chiefs' weapons over the 
over the Bills. If if, no, if, if you put Mahomes on the Bills, I think they'd have some more success to Mahomes but, on but, the Chiefs. But, but the Bills have a way, way, way better defense. Okay, okay. Well, no. after, after you get past Gabe Davis. And the Chiefs, yes. Oh, yeah, they do. Wait, wait, wait. Yes, they do. There's no they maybe have better there. talent. They, no, they have better defense. No, they are perf- way better. But performance-wise, no, I think they're better. They're better. They're better. They're way better. They're way better. I think you guys are are kind of underestimating the Chiefs defense slightly. They're not that good this year. No, they're not. They're, that, that is an offensive team through and through. But yeah. what else? What, Chris Jones. Okay, Chris, Chris Jones, Jones has had, had an insane year. One player does not make or break a whole. And this Chiefs secondary. I'm not saying it does. I mean, this Justin Reed trade. Justin Reed's been quiet this year. Nothing special. Their secondary is so young. They're starting Trent McDuffie, who's a first round pick, but he's he's not that great yet. He's no Sauce Gardner. I mean, and they get that guy Cook at safety. He's not that great. I mean, they got a lot of young talent who is not really that developed yet. I don't think the Chiefs' defense is that good. But back to that thing about the weapons, I I mean, after you get past Gabe Davis, you got Diggs, you got Davis, and I guess you could say Knox. Then it's a massive drop-off. I'd probably take the Chiefs' weapons. You got Kelsey, MBS, Tony. Kelsey is more Juju. valuable than Stephon, Stephon Diggs at I this agree. point. Yeah. And then I think I honestly think that Juju and, and uh, Gabe Davis are similar. You could argue who's better. And then you have Kadarius, Tony, and MBS on top of that. Yeah, I I mean, I I think they're two very different teams, but I I, I just think their successes would be similar. But I want to talk about uh, that number three spot now, now that I think we've all agreed Joe Burrow is number two and Mahomes is one. Would you put Jalen Hurts or would you put Josh Allen at three at this point? Uh, I'd still put Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. I'd still put Josh Allen. I'd still put Josh Allen. If Hurts has another year like this, then I'd I mean that's I that's a up. solid like at least debate now. Before the year, no one was even thinking Jalen Hurts is top ten. The thing yeah. is, Josh, like, I like the debate. I really do, but I still think Josh Allen definitely keeps the the crown there. Yeah, the thing is, Josh Allen like he really won't go a game without throwing under like two hundred and thirty passing yards. Where we just saw Jalen Hurts against the NFC Championship game throw for under 200 i believe you know which isn't that concerning i mean they yeah won but the by thing about the eagles margin, is that their run game is insane exactly the Bills can't run yeah exactly so, he has to throw. so it's all it's it's all on josh allen um it, if if the bills can get a a running back situation where they can take that pressure off of josh allen i think yeah. josh allen's going to benefit a lot because i think that's causing him to force those throws is he getting into third and long situations a bit like he's feeling a bit desperate so he's trying to force these balls and 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 um, just kind of overwork himself and and overwork his potential in the offense rather than staying patient. He feels a little too anxious to get the ball out of his hands. Yeah, and I I completely agree. I think the biggest thing for Josh Allen is that he tries to play hero ball too much. He tries to make those big plays that are triple coverage. Oh, Diggs, go get it! Too often he doesn't settle for those ten yard slants enough. He throws those balls that are just easy interceptions and that, and that's not good especially when you're in those big games where a single turnover costs the whole game like when you're playing someone like the Bengals or, yeah, the, like the, or the Bills like, like Mahomes the has those highlight throws too but an underrated part of his game is just going getting those like 7 or 8 yard receptions and those little shovel passes to McKinnon he knows when to settle down and just make the yeah, quick like, play to Kelsey like we always make fun of like Jimmy Garoppolo for just making checkdowns but that's why he wins a ton of games it's just because he's smart he doesn't turn the ball over he doesn't need to throw a bunch of touchdowns because he can just check it down, get his team in the red zone, and then let McCaffrey do the rest. And Josh Allen having such poor success in the playoffs is for sure hurting his hurting him on the rankings. This Bills team, like I said, has been up there as a Super Bowl favorites for a handful of years now. And every single time they come short, and every single time that happens to a team, it's mostly on the quarterback. 
and people are starting to get frustrated with Josh Allen, and people are starting to drop him in the rankings. Yeah, I mean, I think people are getting frustrated with Josh Allen because they know how good he can be. He just needs to put a full season together. At the beginning of this past season, Josh Allen was the best quarterback, and it wasn't even like like they were saying he was better than Mahomes. But now, obviously, Mahomes is obviously better at this stage, and Josh Allen is behind Joe Burrow now, and maybe even behind Jalen Hurts, some may argue. But I think if Josh Allen can complete an entire NFL season, obviously he had an injury this year. We don't necessarily know how much that affected him. He's going to be a lot better off, and this Bills team can win. He just, like, he can have a decline in the regular season, whatever, but as long as he ramps back up during the playoffs, which we haven't necessarily seen yet, he'll be okay. Obviously, two years ago, he had a bit of bad luck with, you know, that coin toss and, yeah. and whatever. Otherwise, yeah, that, he was, that, that otherwise was he's in the fault. AFC Championship. That's not his fault. But I think in within the next three years, the Bills will at least make a Super Bowl, probably win it. I think Josh Allen gets zero rings. That's what I think. I bet you he's like Jim Kelly with the Bills. This Bills team is at its peak right now. They're not going to get any better than this. I don't think they're at their peak right now. I can almost guarantee it. I don't it. think so. Josh Allen isn't at his peak, so that means the Bills aren't, aren't Okay, at Josh peak. Allen might not be at his peak, but they put in a lot of money this season to win. They signed Von Miller to a huge contract. They brought back pretty much everyone. They're not going to be able to do that again. Yeah. I mean, they this Bills team has been reloading and and the salary wasting. cap just went up though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they've been using their whole salary on these players and keeping them there for for like 3 years now for this playoff push. But it keeps not happening. This they're not going to be able to sustain this that much longer. And also like just some of their players who have been known as just the dogs are not this I mean, Tredavious White after his injury He's not the same. He's been way weaker, way slower, and the secondary hasn't looked nearly as good. And Gabe Davis really isn't developing. Like, yeah, I'm not sure. Everyone thought Gabe Davis was going to be great this year, and he really just fell off. Like, they don't have that much money. They have a lot of contracts to pay, and I'm not really sure what they can do to get better. This, this, this is like their team. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think even with a worse team, but a better Josh Allen, they're probably better than they are right now. Yeah, I mean... And how, how, about, how about the Bengals? Think they can reload and just run it back just like that? Or yeah. do you have any questions o- about that? Opposite of the Bills, I think that they are not at their peak yet. They have so many young guys. Their offensive line can only get better because it's just been so bad and so injury prone. And Joe Burrow on the rookie contract. Joe Burrow is going to get better. Uh, Jamar Chase is going to continue to get better. T. Higgins is going to continue to get better. Okay, but do you guys know that? I mean, obviously they're going to give Burrow the bag. Oh yeah, a Burrow bag. and Burrow and Jamar Chase. And are they're going to get the bag. Okay, and I was saying, and they're giving Jamar a bag. And I don't mean this in a mean way. If there's any Bengals fans watching, but the Bengals are a poor relative franchise. <laughs> they're not nearly as wealthy as a lot of these other mega billionaire franchises. They can't pay everyone like that. Are they going to be able to keep T. Higgins? I've been thinking about that. Well, like, that, well that's why there's a salary cap. Like, oh yeah, I get that. But like, the, you know, they they don't sign anyone to more than one year guaranteed. Like, they don't have the money like the Rams owner does. Like, they're not they they cannot pay everyone. This this Bengals team. I don't know. I think you have to keep Joe Burrow and you have to keep Jamar for sure. And they're going to sign them both to. They bags. could pro- they could probably get away with not re-signing T. Higgins. I think Tower Boyd is good enough to be a wide receiver, too. And there's always know. plenty of T guys. is so good. No, he's really good. He's really valuable. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Don't you think T's going to demand some big bucks? He, he knows he's good. He's yeah. super good. How like there's like no Other can, teams recognize yes, the Other good. teams recognize that, and they're going to have to pay Burrow whatever he wants, whatever. 
Jamar is yeah, but I think, already I think, top three I think, or so I, in the league. I feel like Burrow would be the, the type of guy to take a pay cut kind of like Tom does where he's going he's gonna to get a cheaper contract than what he's really worth in order to create a better team to go win more Super Bowls. That's what Tom Brady did his yeah. entire career. And you see how that worked out for him. He's the greatest of all time. So I think Joe Burrow is the kind of guy that would that would do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's true. Just we'll just have to see uh, but, how much they can I give mean, up. In the end, though, like these guys are in it for the money. Like, I mean, you don't go and put your body on the line year after year. Just, I mean, like I know they love the game, but you know they they get paid to do it. That's that's why they're doing it. Yeah, they get paid to do so it. So he, but. I think he wants to he wants to make his money, and especially at such a young age, like Bray didn't even start doing that until he was towards like his like tenth or eleventh year. That's not true. Yes, it is true. When was Tom Brady ever signed to a humongous contract as a like as a young well, player? Humongous contracts weren't even really yeah, like for that, back then. Back then, like a huge contract was like seven million a year. They were like, "Oh my god, this guy's yeah," rich. but he didn't even get that. But Deshaun I don't think. broke the market. He literally destroyed yeah. the NFL. <laughs> Talk about like overpaying a QB who's doing nothing and is going to be a bust for your team. Yeah, but I mean, the one thing I mean, this could be a good factor for T is that. Jesse Bates is for sure out after this year. I mean, he signed a one-year $12 million and he was already trying to get out last year, but it didn't work out. I would... Would you guys be okay with them shipping a defensive superstar like Bates to keep T. Higgins, a wide receiver No, I, th- I think you have to keep Jesse Bates. I yeah, think you, I think you have to keep that defense intact. Be- <laughs> when, you're, when you have arguably the best safety in the league, undoubtedly top three, you don't just go ahead and trade there's away. Always, there's especially always when you, guys filtering no, but especially when the you're, draft. But especially when you're in your Super Bowl window and you're going to be getting late first-round picks, like you don't you don't want to have to always be relying on like a young rookie because I mean so rarely does like do you take a guy and he ends up being top three out of his position. I mean that's why it's such a novelty. When you are in your Super Bowl window, you don't trade away your superstars who are the reason you're in that window. But, but yeah, and that and that's my thing is I think they're I think the Bengals are gonna be able to keep everyone because obviously if you're a Bengals player, you know you guys are right on the cusp of being able to win a Super Bowl. And it's becoming more and more popular seeing players take pay cuts like T. Higgins, or not necessarily Higgins superstars. Higgins is not going to take one. No, Higgins isn't going to take one. Zeke sure. is taking a pay cut in order to stay with Dallas. Kareem Hunt is well, rumored to Zeke's want to take Zeke a pay cut. That is so rough. Zeke knows he's a Zeke's bum. Zeke's not going to get paid anywhere else. The thing. I don't think Zeke knows he's a bum. I, I mean, I just think people are, are becoming more loyal and they want to stay with the teams they're on because they know they can be successful. So I don't, I, I don't think they're going to have to pay T Higgins that big of a bag, they're going to give him probably a total of 50, 50 million or something. Okay. But, but I can, yeah. And I agree that, it, that I've had seen that scene. I've seen that happening recently, but Bates is not one of those guys. I mean, before the season started, no, he, he Bates is not out. one of those guys. He sat out cause he didn't get a contract. If he doesn't get one this season, he's not going to be like, Oh, I'll hang out one more year and get and take 12 million a year. No, he's going to go somewhere else. They're going to pay him the bag. Yeah. Someone's going to pay him the bag, <laughs> but is he going to be a successful? No. Like, who, who has a high salary cap right now? The Bears? Does he want really want to go pay for the Bears for the more Bears, money? No. Yeah. The Bears, the Falcons, I'd take. A, I'd rather Titans. take a pay cut and go win more than, yeah. than get a bigger bag and lose all the time. Like, I mean, I that's just my opinion, but... I agree. I mean, they got a lot of talents on defense, like Trey Hendrickson and... And uh, what well, I'm just bad with names today, but Trey Hendrickson... Uh, I mean, they, I'm not sure they're going to be able to pay them all and keep them all sustained. If they can't make a push... In the next couple of years, once Burrow gets his his real deal and once Chase gets his real deal, those other guys are not going to be able to stay. Yeah, just I mean, the way it is. Yeah, I don't know. They're they're obviously going to have to 
push some guys out, but I I think Bates, Higgins, Jamar, and Burrow are all probably locks, and those are probably the Bengals' main focuses on getting those players back. Like, you may be, you may, obviously Joe Mixon would be a humongous loss, but Samarja P. Ryan so. isn't even terrible, so... I mean, you the Bengals, if they're really that desperate to 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 manage the salary cap, you could probably get rid of Joe Mixon and be fine. Yeah, yeah. Running backs are easy to find a new one of. I think getting rid of Joe Mixon is not that big of a deal. Yeah, and you could easily get a like a like a second round rookie who who will be fine. A guy like um, who's who's the Texans running back? He kind of fell off. Um, Texas Texans. Oh, Damien Pierce? Yeah, he kind of fe- he fell off real bad in the second half of the year. But well, he was injured, yeah, he so got hurt. didn't help him. Well, yeah, not, yeah, you he was injured pretty late in the year, I think. Oh, he was injured like week, week 12. 13 or something like that. But he played good in the beginning of the season, just kind of. Yeah, I mean, but like that last, team. but yeah. those, the five games leading up to that injury were really bad. Anyways, what, what I meant with this whole point is that one of the biggest things about winning a Super Bowl is your window is when that your quarterback's on a rookie contract, especially when someone like Burrow, who yeah, once his once his well, Holmes is in the Super Bowl right now. I know, but the, I'm saying he doesn't have any weapons. Mahomes is different. Mahomes he's in a ten year deal for yeah. five hundred, like that's and that's why they couldn't pay Tyree forever. Yeah, I mean Mahomes is different because he's a, like a demigod, but <laughs> like it, usually, usually once the best window is when your quarterback is on a rookie deal because that's the biggest person you have to pay. When you don't have to pay him that much, you can pay everyone else. But Burrow is gonna get maybe the biggest contract in the NFL and Chase is going to get a top receiver contract. So their window is now before they have to pay all these guys. Yeah. Don't the, uh, the Jags have to resign Trevor uh, Lawrence this year, huh? No, he just, no, he only did his second year this year. Yeah. More. He has, oh, that's right. He's he has, not, he has, I, I don't know why. Years. I don't know why. Two more years. Three more. Cause they give him a fifth year. His yeah. Fifth year. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not going to decline his fifth year for sure. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know why they did. I don't know why I put him in that like draft class with Joe Burrow for some reason. I don't know. That it's was okay. weird. Um, <laughs> but uh, give you. the Jaguars spent a buttload of money in this offseason. They, they better win soon too. Well, now they've got Calvin Ridley coming yeah. next year. Like the da- Jags are set. I mean, Lawrence better show up next year. Otherwise, <laughs> you don't think he showed up this year? No, I think he did. But but you you have to agree that the the Jaguars spent a ton of money, which is good. But that means they got to win soon. Yeah, they spent there, a ton of no money, excuses. and now they went in one year. They went from the first overall pick to the divisional round. And now next year they're getting even better because they've got Calvin Ridley coming back. This Jags team is fully reloaded. We have a ton of draft capital. We're, we're able to cut a couple guys to create ja- cap space. The Jags are fine. I mean, oh, yeah, the, yeah. their window I'm d- I'm is just, just saying, starting. I'm just saying Trevor, Trevor needs to prove next year. Otherwise, he's not going to get the bag he wants, I don't think. There's no excuses yeah. anymore for him being young or inexperienced. He's going into his well, fourth or fifth year. And now, with a, and now with... Mm. He's literally been in the league for two years, he, dude. He, yeah, Quinn anyway. is on this idea that anyway. he's super old or something right now. <laughs> I don't know why. He's literally, a anyway, he's like he's got a loaded wide receiver room at this point. So. Ja- I think the Jags are sad. I think they're, uh, they're good This team. is the time where Trevor, where Josh Allen started to prove himself. Joe Burrow's already proven himself. The peri- Trevor the Lawrence per- to prove himself. I mean, well, well, the period where quarterbacks can can go two, three, four years. While still saying their inexperience is long gone. Now you now you got to come into the league. Maybe you well, get a year to a grace himself. period. Why are you like coming now at you Trevor Lawrence? I'm not coming like, at him. Like, I'm oh, just he saying he still has like, a couple holes. He's still what a holes does he have? He literally took the Jaguars Bro, to the divisional I saw some round. The Jaguars really are good bad roster. throws really late in the regular season. All, all I was trying to say is that 
Like there's no more waiting around for the Jags. They had a, they had a really good end of the run. He threw four picks in a playoff game, and yeah. then he threw four touchdowns after that. Yeah, it doesn't not, matter. That not, was a Chargers choke. It's not honestly. You, it's you, not can't, you start can't discredit Trevor Lawrence. You, there's for no that. way you can blame that on the Chargers. I mean, don't get me wrong. The I'm Chargers not choked, it on the Chargers, but the, you can't just say like, oh, that was the Chargers' fault. That's why. The cool. Jarrett listen won. to what I'm saying. I just said you can't discredit Trevor Lawrence, but he had a negative completion percentage in the first half. He was bad the first half. I I don't disagree. But like the fact that you know most young quarterbacks they do that they're screwed they're like oh like their confidence is shattered no he just went out there and he's like screw this I'm gonna go win no he and grinded he, he grinded it out which was good and they have such a good coaching staff Doug Peterson is top five head coach in this league and uh, he's in the coach he, of the year he's last a, year too he, he's cool. a really good no I think Brian Dable's still gonna win coach oh yeah Dable oh yeah Dable will Dable I liked ha- da- as a Jags fan I think Dable should win it Dable had the worst roster for what he did with it oh, absolutely. He was good. Do you think Daniel Jones gets that bag? No, he'll they get, shouldn't. No, he'll they get a, shouldn't. This is what I think. They he'll should get, not pay. He'll, he'll, he's gonna get paid. He's gonna get a Tannehill esque bag, like thirty million a year. <laughs> oh, oh, if they do that, they're screwed. No. Well, well, what, what's, what's, what's like an alternative? Eight, give him maybe like eighteen a year for no. three years. Right, they won't do that. They'll give him more than that. Uh, he's no. worth more than that for sure. He's not, bro. He completes ten yard passes all day. <laughs> he, he shows no arm talent ever. It's well, so gross. Like. <laughs> I don't know. He's such an unexciting. Like that offense is not explosive at all in the past. Oh, but he also has had negative receivers. Like yeah. he literally had like Sterling Shepard as his wide receiver one. And and he didn't he even play. ACL. Yeah, like wide receiver one was ha- Isaiah Hodges, like Wandale Robinson. Like what is it he? Doesn't supposed matter. To we do? were just talking about Patrick Mahomes is playing with. Oh, but oh, but well, you can't, can't compare him to Patrick Mahomes. I'm not comparing him to Patrick Kelsey's Mahomes. Kelsey's it's like that's like blaming it all on Justin Fields for why he's such a crappy quarterback. Like he's just been in such a bad situation. Yeah, I mean. yeah. Well, fun episode. Welcome to be back. I'm I'm back. I'm, I'm not sick yeah. anymore. <laughs> he didn't have pneumonia, guys. Remember that. <laughs> yeah. So this off season, we're gonna still keep going. We're gonna hit you guys with a bunch of draft talk, a bunch of off season. Where do you think teams are gonna go? Where do you think free agents are gonna go? So keep watching. Don't miss out. We're gonna be posted on all, most of our social medias: TikTok, Instagram. Check out the TikTok. Check out the TikTok. We're trying to go viral. <laughs> all right, we're out from Blake Quinn and Cole. See ya. See ya. Bye.